Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Hank Boomershine. Hank is the vice president of sales and marketing for Storm. Hank is a gold certified coach and been in the bowling business for over 26 years. He started back way back in Dayton, Ohio at, at a pro shop and worked his way up, went to West Texas State University. Hank, Tim Berg, and Steve Klemkin, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks, guys, for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Well, thought we would get you on. we got a big event coming up next week. Junior Gold is taking place in the Chicagoland area. And on the 11th, you're going to be hosting a, a seminar to help players competing at Junior Gold. So can you talk a little bit about that and what bowlers can expect if they head to this uh, seminar, which is being held at the Doubletree Oakbrook? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we're going to have uh, four sessions that day, uh, starting in the morning, and we're going to go on hour sessions. But I'm going to give a little hour uh, buffer time between to you know, field some questions and stuff. But uh, basically, the seminar is called The Time Is Now. I mean, we've done some video snippets. Uh, Steve's been, Coach K's been in a couple of those. Uh, my, my wife Lindsay's been in a couple. We've done some kind of helpful lead-up to this seminar of talking about the game and talking about lane conditions, practice drills, spare shooting, what to expect on different lane patterns and different surface adjustments. It's been a kind of a series, but when we get to the – to the end of the end of the day, and we get closer to the to the to the tournament. It's time, you know. Basically, the time is now. So there's no more uh, trying to coach and prepare. There's the things we've done prior to, but I really want to try to get the athletes ready when they're at the event, and and to try to think a little bit differently about how they prepare, because like any sport, um, preparation prior to is good, but preparation on site is. Uh, it's very good. It's something that uh, in any other sport, baseball, football, basketball, I mean, we're athletes and we're all, we eat a certain way, we, sleep, you know, we get enough sleep, we prepare ourselves. Bowling's one of the few sports where we can uh, kind of get distracted a little bit with uh, going up to the snack bar and grabbing some fries and maybe a, an energy drink or something. In any other sport, I don't think you have that opportunity. So we still have to talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk a little bit about some mental aspects of the game while you're playing the game. I'm going to use uh, some excerpts from uh, Dr. Dean Hintz, which uh, there's some great stuff that he put together many years ago. It's one's called the shot cycle and understanding when you make those shots and, and uh, what to learn from each of those shots you make and, and living in the moment and then uh, reflection upon after and then, you know, kind of bring it all together so that you can learn from the day and the event and you can add that into the next day and, and, and that next opportunity. So it's going to be a, an interesting seminar. Yeah, sounds like a lot of good stuff there. And you just mentioned Dr. Dean. We actually just saw him uh, just a few days ago in Reno for the uh, mixed championships they had out there, and it's always fun to see him. Now, what do you, for a tournament player, you know, a young tournament player getting ready for junior gold, how much emphasis do you put on the mental game versus, you know, their their physical game or their, their ball choice and their lane play? Well, the thing that we always look at, and Coach K can add along to this too, is that prior to the tournament, they pretty much need to have their arsenal built and decided if, if it's from short to long and have those those balls that they feel are their core balls and they need to make sure they have those with them. And they need to make sure that 
they have some other necess- uh, necessary items like some Avalon pads and things like that to make adjustments to the kick balls that maybe need a little bit stronger, put a little more surface, or maybe balls are a little too strong. Maybe we can put uh, take a little surface off, put possibly a little polish or something on it. And then um, as far as the mental mindset, is, it's, it's still the same thing that they're doing every day. I think what happens to us is, as athletes and as tournament players, we get into this aspect of, well, I'm at the tournament. I've got to do something different. No, every day that you go out and bowl, every day that you practice, it's the same thing. I think one of the greatest things, I, uh, excerpts I remember from a movie, uh, Hoosiers with Gene Hackman and the, the little high school uh, kids playing in, in rural Indiana played the state championship in Butler Fieldhouse. And so and, I, and those little high school gyms, they're in their own environment. They're comfortable. These kids came into this gigantic arena and they got scared. And so I don't know if you remember this, but he measured from the from the baseline to the foul line, and then he had to measure from the floor up to the hoop, and he said, it's all the same as your gym. So it's the environment that changes, but it's still the same game. The lane is still 60 feet to the head pin. We still have 39 and a half boards in the lane. So it, we, try to, we try to stay in our comfort zone. I think Freddie Borden said it best to me many years ago when I was uh, uh, living in Akron. He said, you just always have to put yourself in a comfortable environment. So if you like bowling on lanes 23 and 24 in your home center, put yourself on 23 and 24 because you always have to maintain a level of comfort. So I think, you know, the, the physical prep and the equipment, the mental prep is, is just continue to play the game. You can't try to beat your opponents. You're just trying to beat the 10 pens at the end of the lane. And I think Coach K probably could add to that because he's the one that's got many USBC titles and, and many different venues, uh, and, and he seems to always have some success. Well, I think the mental yeah, the mental game is definitely important. And if you do let the pressure kind of get to you, you know, we were just talking with uh, Coach Mark Scroggins from uh, West Texas A&M, which is your alma mater, West Texas State. And, uh, you know, he was, he was mentioning uh, uh, a little bit about how when they were on the live streaming at the Open Championship Sphere, a lot of the players on his pair um, didn't perform as well because they flat out were nervous missing spares and that kind of stuff is uh, going to happen. But I guess it's just a little bit more as far as how you kind of deal with it and help control the control the nerves. And I'm sure the junior gold players will definitely appreciate whatever kind of advice you can uh, give them there leading up to that tournament. Yeah. And, and, and we see it a lot. We even see it in professional athletes. We see it. Um, I just had a comment from one of our uh, uh, tour reps that one of our players that long-standing history of great successes and lots of titles uh, got nervous uh, at the last uh, event in Oklahoma and said he just hadn't been in that situation in a while. And, and even the best that have you know multiple titles, they're still getting that environment where they're under the spotlight and we think, hey, we have to, we have to, we have to. No, it's still doing the same thing. You got there because you bowled good. You got there because you did things right. You just continue to bowl. And I think we get lost in that. Oh my gosh, the camera's on. Who's watching me back there? And, and and we forget. We just have to. We just have to make ourselves happy in what we do. We don't have to make other people happy in what we do. And that's what these kids have to remember. Is it, it? You know, there's parents put a ton of pressure on the kids and everything. But at the end of the day, the kid has to be happy, and the kid has to have fun doing playing the game. So, Hank, I want to give you the opportunity here. we got a lot of listeners heading out there to help set up someone's arsenal. So, let's say you know they're they're going to pick out. 
Uh, how, what is the right number to take the junior goal? Because you don't want to be overthinking, oh, I wish I, I should have thrown this or I should have brought that. you got to take the six balls that you're going to be most comfortable that are going to give you, before you leave, the best opportunity. What are, what are you thinking as far as equipment-wise and, and how to break them down? And then I know you mentioned uh, the Avalon pads too, which, again, that can give a, whole, a ball a whole different shape after you get there and maybe do a practice, you know, practice session or what have you. But just what, you know, what should bowlers and what should they be looking for if, if, again, this is if they have the, you know, the luxury to, to have a six-ball arsenal or a four-ball arsenal, but what are your thoughts as far as equipment to bring with you to Junior Gold? Sure, and I, I think the biggest thing to remember is you have to have that benchmark ball. You have to have that ball that you know that it's, it's your good read-the-lane ball. And some players, it's, a lot of times it's a nice, good, solid, reactive. I mean, in the Storm line, I would say something like an IQ Tour edition, the blue one, the solid, as a good read-the-lane ball because the core's not – overly strong and the cover is nice it's aggressive but it it gives you a good read of the lane and then you build the arsenal off of that benchmark bowling ball and so you go up and down off of that so if we need something to be a little bit straighter we go to you know possibly some pearlized bowling balls balls with a little weaker core and then we continue to go down possibly all the way to a urethane ball in a pitch black and and those things give us when if the pattern's very short gives us control and then we go back to our benchmark ball and if we need something for those Patterns that are maybe medium to longer patterns, we go up possibly to a little more aggressive, solid reactive, possibly uh, something with a little more uh, core and a little more cover. Like the, uh, we just came out with the Optimus Solid, would be maybe a nice step up from that. And if we want even more, because if we need something to truly be defined, we go to asymmetrical bowling balls, and we can have a stronger asymmetrical and a solid, possibly a stronger asymmetrical and a pearl. You can have uh, balls like hypercells from the Rotogrip line to a crux or crux pearl, but I think you still have to find the one ball in the middle because in, in the end of the day, the one ball in the middle, you always know what it's going to do. So even if the patterns get a little trickier, a little funny, you know the go-to ball is always going to read it light, right, and you can maybe stay in a, you know, in a good frame of mind and get your swing loosened up because the biggest thing that happens to some of these kids is they, they, they want to throw the biggest, strongest ball they got, and they probably need to be throwing those balls that control the lane a little bit more. If you notice on the PBA Tour, there's a lot more middle-of-the-road balls going down the lane as far as benchmark balls than the high-end, high-day symmetricals. Now, I know rev rate plays into that a little bit, too, but sometimes these guys and, and the top athletes like to see a little bit more control and sometimes a little less motion off the spot. So it's kind of you got to have that because when we have to get in on in, inside and, and give the ball a little bit of room and have it motion off the back, we want something we know that's going to motion off the back, like a strong asymmetrical pearl or a real strong uh, symmetrical pearl like a skyrocket or something like that. So I would, in a six ball arsenal, I still build the middle ball and I build everything off. Yeah, definitely good advice. The uh, IQ Tour Edition, that was the same same ball that uh, that Mark Scroggins had mentioned. One, not only his favorite, but two, uh, the ball that he feels is uh, the most dominant ball in collegiate bowling. One that he basically requires every one of his players uh, to have in their arsenal for that same reason. Absolutely, and, and 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 listeners out there, you can thank Steve Glemkin for that one because he was he. We were going back and forth trying to figure out what's the next. And he's like, let's just take that take that shape that we have in those marbles, and let's just lower the diff a little bit and keep the RG down. So, uh, listeners out there, thanks thanks Coach K for that one. Oh. Hank, now his head's going to get even bigger. Then you keep saying this. We already got the Wichita we State. And then yeah. <laughs> I'm talking on an extra large phone right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> iPhone 6 Plus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I got a question for you, Hank. What do you? How, how important do you feel that junior gold is as far as is it like a stepping stone for collegiate bowling and for those you know young bowlers who are aspiring to bowl in college? Absolutely. I mean, it, this is. I know, no, Steve, you and I came up pretty close at the same time. You were at Wichita, I was at West Texas. And there was, wasn't this kind of uh, tournament as a kind of a platform to put you into a, a next level. There's some huge uh, tournaments out there these days, these uh, junior masters, these collegiate uh, expos and things like this. But the junior gold is that you can start at a very young age and learn to play at the highest level against competitors from around the country and and kind of gauge yourself in, in what you need to, to maybe improve upon or if you're having successes to realize that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I've got a great opportunity here. But it's also there's opportunities where college coaches can come out and check out some of these kids that are up and coming. So I think it's a great stepping stone. I think it's a great platform uh, to get the, to that next level. And we know that collegiate, as they come out of high school, that collegiate bowling is, is definitely the next level because it teaches you two things. It teaches you the team aspect of, of the game. And it also teaches you, you get a little more coaching from an outside source. A lot of times these kids come up and they've been coached by the, maybe a pro shop operator, local center. Some have just had raw talent. So this kind of hones their talents a little bit too. Awesome stuff, Hank. Wanna Going to have to let you go, but July 11th, you're in the heading out to Junior Goal. Check it out. Doubletree Oakbrook, going to get a chance to listen to a seminar from Hank Boomershine, his USBC Gold Certified Coach, which not a lot of those out there these days, uh, working with the great bo- greatest bowlers in the world at Storm and Roto Grip, doing clinics worldwide, going across the, you know, we're talking here, you know, you helped coach the uh, Korean uh, national bowling team. You've been a tour consultant. You've done a lot of things. Uh, you've done the cat stuff. So you've done everything, you know. So go to the seminar. It's going to be well worth it if you're out there and you're going there to bowl. And this is going to be a great experience for you and all the best of luck of everyone who's heading out to junior gold. But Hank, just want to personally thank you for joining us today and sharing some of your insights. Well, thanks again, Tim. Thanks again, Coach K. And uh, appreciate all the, the time and the nice uh, words there. And, and I look forward to working with the kids uh, when we get to Chicago.